underestimate the power of the dark side. If you will not fight, then you will meet your destiny. Dobby has no master. Dobby is a free elf. And Dobby has come to save Harry Potter and his friends. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too. Good afternoon, hello, and welcome to the Girls on Film here at Radio Caram. Hello, Kimmy, how are you? I'm good, Karenza. It's nice to be back. And well, we've got a bumper show today, and it's all movies. I can't believe it. We're not doing a TV show, we're just doing all movies this afternoon, Kim. And I love it. Being a movie buff, I think it's fabulous. Well, we've been to been, been to a few, so we've actually gone to the premiere of The New Boy, which, is a, which we'll chat about first, which yeah. is um, starring Kate Blanchett. Good Aussie film, really good one, filmed in South Australia in the outback there. It was a wonderful film. Yeah, and we've been chowing down our popcorn, watching the latest and final instalment of the Indiana Jones franchise, which we're going to chat about too. Very nostalgic. Very and, nostalgic. Um, yeah, it was really good to see Harrison Ford back in his in his prime role. And talking about nostalgia, we get to watch The Little Mermaid as well, and it's it's an, it's a not yeah. animated version no. of the cartoon original. Oh, and Halle Berry oh. and um, mm. Melissa McCarthy. Haley Bailey, actually. It's not Haley Berry. It's Haley Bailey is in this one. Sorry. A much younger version <laughs> um, yeah, of an actress. Okay, I don't have uh, my glasses on today. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, I know who I meant. Yeah, I know who you meant. But, yeah, it, it's a really, really great... Um, um, adaptation of the uh, old animated um, Disney film, and then uh, it was redone as an animation. I think back way back in eighty nine. But yeah, it was. It's a great, great, great show. I love the movie. And there's another movie. We've got four today. Um, we do have four. We are going with um, the, the unlikely okay pilgrimage of Harold Fry. This is one that you're Oh, can I tell you? you? Oh, of course I do. I love this film. You just took me a little bit by surprise. Um, yeah, it's a great film starring Jim Broadbent and um, one of your favourites from… Oh, well, uh, I love Jim Down- Broadbent, yeah. full stop. And from Downton Abbey as well. Love it. Um, it's a big week for you as well this week, Kim, coming up because your premiere is coming. Do we get to talk about that now or do we, can no, we have to wait? We can have to We have to wait. Um, Well, can I just say to everybody, if anyone's out there is into reality TV, tune in to uh, Channel 10 at 7.30 on the 17th of July. And yes, you can say it's uh, it's Hunted Australia. And uh, And it's your show, Kimmy. Well, it's not my show. However, I am a hunter on the show. So... Uh, look forward to – I'm really hanging out actually <laughs> to see how I'm I bet you are. How do you come across on yeah. the TV? So we're going to preview that next week. Yeah, we are. And we're also going to a, a premiere tomorrow night as well of a uh, – On the red carpet premieres. Uh, the Bay of Fires, which is a, a new series uh, coming out. But we will talk about that uh, next time. Lots of Australian dramas. Well, we're going to kick off today with The New Boy, which is an Australian film um, and it stars Kate Blanchett. Uh, let's have a listen to the trailer and then uh, hear what the girls on film thought about this new Australian movie it is playing by the way Kim it's just quite start mm. very quiet 
It should be playing. Well, it isn't. Oh, here it is. It is a quiet start. To the Aboriginal protector, Mr. Crank. I am writing regarding the progress of the new boy you sent us. After a shaky start, he is learning to read and to write. He has a passion for Christ, and I feel that he may even follow in my footsteps. There you have it, the trailer there for The New Boy, which is an Australian film, and I, I love an Australian film. And as Kim said, we were lucky enough to actually get to go to the premiere of this. Now, this has been written and directed by Warwick Thornton, who we actually got to meet at the premiere, and who sort of talked about um, the story of what made this film. He told us that this is a film that's been 30 years in the making. Mm, he wrote it about 20 years ago, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he I think so, yeah. It, yeah. And it, it stars um, Aswan Reed, who in some ways I think this young kid oh, steals the show. Beautiful My, my favourite, Deborah Mailman, uh, Wayne Blair and Kate Blanchett. And now Kate Blanchett also is a producer of this film under her Dirty Films production company. Yeah. And how good is it to see like somebody Australian um, like Kate Blanchett of such international fame really investing in good Australian movies yeah, and, Australian and a very screen. low budget film at that too. But, you know, this was, as I said, was filmed in South Australia and this is, you know, where um, Kate Blanchett started out her career on a on a small budget film back in South Australia in the day. And not only as well, you know, like you can see there's so much Australian influence in this film. Nick Cave does the soundtrack oh. um, along with Warren Ellis and, of course, Nick Cave is brilliant. Yeah. Now, this film premiered at the 76th Cannes Festival. What am I saying here? Cannes Film Festival. That's actually hard to get out. Um, back in 20, back in May this year, and it's now released across Australia. We saw it um, obviously at its grand grand opening. It started on the sixth of July. Rocho Films are showing it, and it's kind of showing at the indie um, yeah, theatres the at the cinemas moment, especially. It's out and about. So, the kind of premise of the story, and it's, it's this is a really interesting film. It was set in 1940s Australia, just mm -hmm. as the you know we're in the middle of World War Two. Yep. A nine-year-old Aboriginal boy um, is taken mm -hmm. um, by the police, I guess, and taken to a remote monastery, which is run by a renegade nun that's played. Mm -hmm by none other than Kate Blanchett. Um, so the original idea for the story arose in around 20, 2005 when, um, as you said, Warwick Thornton wrote a script which drew on his experiences um, as a as a boy well, he living in a Catholic, an board, Catholic, well, Catholic boarding school yeah, as a boy yeah. with a Benedictine monk. Yeah. So he's and as he spoke afterwards, you know, he draws. And I don't want to give too much away, but he draws on his own lived experience yeah. as what that was like for him as a boy, mm. and um, you get to see uh, the story. Mm. Um, 
Well, it's really, you know, this story is really sad. I found it really moving and, and touching and, you know, in a way this little kid brought so much magic, um, you know, to the screen but also, you know, in, in within his culture he just, you know, he held so much magic compared to some of the other kids that have been in the the, the um what was it an orphanage or whatever yeah, the it was orphanage. for for so long and what it was was you know the christian philosophy of trying to drag whatever magic that they had out of that and um i'm not saying that making that's you ever, believe yeah making yeah and um yeah and it was and it was very sad because at the end you know he succumbed and and you know the magic kind of you know dissipated and and he just became um every tom dick and harry in yeah. that and that orphanage and he lost his spark so to say and it was it was it was one of those films where you just sat back afterwards and sat and and thought about it for a long long time it's a very uncomfortable film to watch i think and i mean he wrote the warwick thornton wrote the script back in 2005 as, as we said um during covid19 um kate blanchett read the script and she said to him look let's work on this project together um and that she would through her production company dirty films actually to help create and develop this into a screenplay mm. into a story yeah. so she helped to develop the story and the pair decided he wrote it about a benedictine monk yeah they chose to make it um as a nun and then uh, Blanchette, the Kate Blanchett would actually play that role. Uh, and as a Deborah Mailman and Wayne Blair joined that cast. Mm, very good. Phenomenal. And I think for me the reason why it's a really uncomfortable film, I think it's a film that gets us to look at the history and the past and the things yeah. that we've done. And it's incredibly poignant right here, right now, with, you know, the um, Uluru Statement of the Heart yes. and, you know, the, the changes to the Constitution mm-hmm. and... It gets you to you know this is a this is a kid that's taken taken from the desert dumped in an, into an orphanage mm. made to become a Christian. Um, yeah, and all when these he's col- not. he had to leave behind all these cultural beliefs, all his own culture. Yeah, everything he believed in. So, for me, Kim, I found that look, it was the the premiere. I mean, the the place was filled. The house was packed to the rafters. Is any way to describe it? And for me. I think it was – I didn't really feel the impact of the film until the next day. It's a long film. Like this yeah. is a long film. And at times I thought, I'm not sure where this film is going. Um, it, it it sort of meanders along on its mm. journey. And for me, yeah. it was really going away and thinking about it and waking up the next day and still thinking about this film and the impact that it had. And, you know, what what white Australia has done, I guess, to, you know, the first Australians mm-hmm. and Indigenous Australians. It's, it, as I said, it's a hard watch. I think it's a must watch, actually. I think it's so important that we watch and understand people's true and lived experiences mm. and the stories and the things that, I guess, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders Australians have faced. So, yeah, and what they went through. And so, as I said, you know, great to see Kate Blanchett, you know, get behind and make films like this, to see people like Nick Cave create a fantastic, um, you know, Score. Music score and, yeah. and music for the film too. Deb Mailman, great, brilliant Deb acting. Deb Mailman was wonderful. Yeah. As and the young kid, role. this young kid is oh. going to become a star. Yeah. Well, it was funny because uh, Warwick Thornton, um, you know, put out um, uh, auditions for yeah, his casting young, call. Yeah, yeah, casting call. And uh, he was the first kid that uh, he he ever saw. Uh, um, someone sent him, uh, you know, a video of this this kid, and it was it only really showed him from behind. But he had such a spirit about him, this kid, that Warwick got on a plane and and went down. That's was it right. to the Kimberley or something somewhere? Uh, I think it might have been in the outbank outback Kimberley, and met with this kid, and and that was uh, it. That was it. He first was the one kid, 
cast. So this is playing at the um, Palais and the kind of the year independent theatres, the Palace, New Boy. Yeah. The Palace, sorry. What did I say? Mm, the Palais. Palais. Palace. The New Boy. Um, talking about Nick Cave, let's have some music from Nick Cave as well. As I said, great Australian movie, a great Australian soundtrack and great Australian um, musicians by Nick Cave uh, and the Bad Seeds. And let's have a listen to Into My Arms and then we'll come back. Song. Oh, your stars. Sorry, Kim, before I play the song, your stars for this film. I'm going to give it three and a half. Uh, I, I would, yeah, three, I'm going to stick with three and a half. I, I go back between three and four, but I'm going three and a half. Yeah, and for me, I wasn't sure when I left. I thought I might give it a three. And then when I slept on it and woke up the next day still thinking about it, didn't think I'd go home and sleep mm. on it, thinking about it, I thought, that actually, this is a really provocative yeah. film. For me, it's yeah. a four. I give yeah. it a four. Yeah. But Good score. But, um, yeah, it was... Um, Great wasn't, film. Wasn't an easy watch. No. This is The Girls on Film and Into My Arms, Nick Cave and The Bad Seed. Hi, I'm Freddie from Freddie's Kitchen. Let's get behind Radio Karam. Go Karam. Come on, Freddie's Kitchen in Station Street for a coffee. And something nice to eat. Yeah, the pizzas are great. In fact, all the food rates down at Freddy's. Caram Station Street. Come on, come on, come on, down to Freddy's now. Come on, come on, come on, down to Freddy's now. It's a pizza. It's a mystic pizza. A mystic pizza it is indeed. And Freddie's Kitchen, they're a fantastic sponsor here of Radio Karam, your local community radio station. And it's a station that's growing. There are now 41 shows broadcasting to you from uh, Radio Karam live and also on podcast. And yeah, welcome to all the new shows as well that are joining Radio Karam. It's great to see such a wonderful community um resource i guess growing for our local community hey kim absolutely and some of these shows are fantastic i um i watch i watch i listen uh, quite frequently when i can and um yeah just some of the shows are fantastic so tune in and, and the good thing as well about radio cameras even if you miss it it's there as a podcast that's and right. you could be podcasting the girls on film just go to your favorite uh, podcasting um app on seek Spotify out, as yeah, well. That's right. Go seek out Radio Caram. Everything is there. Let's have yes. a listen to some great shows. So, Kimmy, you've been and seen The Little Mermaid, The New Little Mermaid. I know. And it was so good. I it just was... remember the cartoon yeah, so many years ago right. when I was a kid. So, that's they've right. remade it. They've remade it. So, it's it. a cartoon? Uh, no, it's not a cartoon. It's it's actually uh, not animated at all. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a real surprise, actually. I went along with my daughter thinking, oh, yeah, I'll just go along. And I actually loved it. You know when you just don't want a film to finish? That's yes. exactly how I felt. Uh, a great Disney film. Yep. But let's listen to the trailer, shall we? Abandoned ship! world. 
A man was drowning. I had to save him. This obsession with humans has to stop. I just want to know more about them. Ariel! Don't! Poor child. I can help you. You can't live in that world unless you become a human yourself. Is that even possible? That's <laughs> what I live for. about you seems different. I can't quite figure it out. She got legs, you idiot. He's a human! You're a mermaid! But that doesn't make us enemies. Yes, so that was The Little Mermaid, uh, which is a 2023 American film, uh, American Disney film, in fact, uh, based on the 1837 fairy tale uh, by Hans Christian Andersen. I used to love Hans Christian Andersen. Do you remember all the fairy tales yeah. being read them as yes. a child? When you, We don't do that for our kids. They don't get read there. Oh, some I of them did. are very dark, I aren't they, Hans Christian Andersen? Yeah, I read them to my daughter over and over. Um, yeah, just but just a fantastic, fantastic film. Uh, there was a uh, an animation done in 1989. I remember the animation. Yeah, and it was a really good film. But this is a live action film, Corinza. You know, and it's just it's just been done so brilliantly, and and the color under the sea, and and it's just amazing. Uh, great cast: Haley uh, Bailey. Sorry, not Haley Berry. No, no, I was no, close. No. Yeah, Hayley Bailey uh, is in the uh, main role as the Little Mermaid, of course, uh, and uh, Jonah Hawa King uh, plays King Eric, um, or Prince Eric, I should say. And my favourite <laughs> is in here as well. Melissa, I love Melissa oh, McCarthy. And she was so good as Ursula. Now she's, is she the baddie? She's the baddie. She's the baddie. Yes. Because every film has a goodie and a baddie, that's so the right. mermaid versus the baddie. That's right. So this is a story of mermaid meets boy, falls in love, Evil baddie tries to stop them. Yeah, well, um, funnily enough, King Titan is played by Javier Bardem as well and Ursula ends up, um, which I didn't know from the animated uh, version, I don't, I don't actually know whether it was actually uh, made evident, but they're brother and sister in real life. So Who's Ursula brother? and King Titan. Oh, really? That's right. So, um, And she's been kind of outcast while he has his kingdom under the sea. So that's why, you know, she's pretty jacked off with the whole with the whole rest of the clan. So, um, well, yeah, what happens is, you know, uh, the Little Mermaid uh, falls in love with uh, Prince Eric, who's on a ship at the time. And and the you know the, he gets thrown overboard and she saves him and brings him back you know to shore. So it's the story, the yes, same story, and they sing. Right. It's a musical too, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's a full on musical. But hey, how cool is this? Because I was reading that you know um, obviously the mermaid's black. 
Absolutely. Isn't that wonderful? And yeah, she's completely different. such a beautiful, stunning, stunning girl. Not to mention her acting and singing abilities are incredible as well. Well, did you know that after the release of the trailer back in September last year, videos of black girls positively reacting to it went absolutely viral. And this yeah. this film's broken record after record after record. Oh, it's a great film. I think it, it had a, a budget of about 250 mil and it's already, uh, I think the, the last take it was 530 mil. So it's certainly doubled and made a lot of money wow. for the production company for sure. Well, in its first weekend, mm-hmm. um, more than 104 million global views. Yeah. That's mad, isn't it? It's, like 104 it's, million globally. It's incredible. It's incredible. And unlike the first one, with this one it was just so uh, magical because towards the end it actually brought all the clans together, you know, the, the, the mermaids from the sea and, and the humans, which uh, um, w- was just – it was really good. So I think it, that represented, you know – uh, bringing together a, a lot of a lot of different things, whether black, white, you know, gay, straight. It was just a really, really, um, you know, sentimental part of the film. I thought. Well, this was one of the most anticipated um, um, movies for this year. Yeah. You know, um, does it live up to the hype? Totally. I, you know, I went along be- kind of begrudgingly a little bit, well, although I was I excited because it was a Disney film. And I remember when they did the live action Beauty and the Beast, mm. I thought the same. And then that really surprised me. And I, I just love that. Well, In it fact, smashed. It smashed the live action release of Beauty and the Beast, yeah. which had ninety four million, and yeah. Aladdin seventy four million, Cruella sixty eight million global views. This has had one hundred and four. Well, so can, it can blew I tell those you, out it, of the water. Yeah, it was just oh Cruella. I love that film too. It was just incredible because. Uh, the scenery of, of being under the sea and um, obviously, you know, when I say live action, there was animated but not animated. How, I, what do you even call that? I don't know but I think you know what I mean. Um, and, yeah, it, it was just done so superbly. I don't think there's anything that I would change in the film. It was just really good and, of course, she ended up getting her legs and uh, and beating off Ursula and, and, um, and, and I think we all know the story, so I don't think I'm... I'm giving much away. Now, apparently, though, um, Melissa McCarthy um, rave reviews oh, from look, you as the baddie. She was brilliant. I'd heard before that she wasn't that good. She was great. And did you know, Carenza, we I were like, listening did to... Did she have a... She didn't have a potty mouth, though, in this film, no, did no, she? No, no, no. But we were, we were t- listening to her sing uh, a song earlier today and we were um, recounting about how wonderful her voice was. Do you know that she didn't had never sung prior to this film? She she actually went and got a voice coach and she didn't know that she had that voice within her. Wow. And it's such a good voice. We're not going to play it today because, well, of course, I have to uh, select Under the Sea because we all Under know. Under the Sea. Yeah, that's it. It's the theme. But um, do yourself a favour though and get on and, and onto Spotify or Apple or whatever you tune into and listen to Melissa McCarthy's voice in this because she really is really great. So this is playing at all the mainstream cinemas as well as the independents right now. So you can go and grab yourself some chock top, some popcorn, even a cheeky... Yeah, I think it might have finished. Lemonade. <laughs> I think it's finished. Oh I think dear. it might have already... No, it'll still be playing somewhere. It'll be, it'll be playing I somewhere. I will have a look. You have a look in the break. All right, well, let's have a listen to Under the Sea. But before we do stars, Kimmy, star scores, we've got to give it our star oh, ratings. Oh, look, uh, I'm going to give it four and a half. Yeah, I'm going to match you with a four and a half star rating too. I mean, I, I love a, a remade classic yeah. and um, I think this has done very, very well too. So let's Fantastic. have a listen to Under the Sea from the original. Is this the original Little Mermaid? No, it's not the original. It's oh. original live action film though. Okay, here we go. This is the girls on film here at Radio Caram. Under the sea. 
Hi, my name's Paul Kennedy, and I'm a sport reporter for the ABC, and when I'm not listening to the ABC, I listen to Radio Karam. Tune in and enjoy. Radio Karam, just call Mitchell Tall. Or in Patterson Lakes, just call Mitchell Tall. Anywhere Bayside, just call Mitchell Tall. Buy a summer house. Just call Mitchell Tall. Mitchell Tall. Real estate. Oh, yeah, a little real estate. We want more. <laughs> yes, welcome back to Girls on Film, where you are listening to Kim and Carenza. Um, Carenza, what's our next film we're doing? Indiana Jones, I believe. What uh, a great no, we're going to go to the um, Harold Fry next. Are we? Well, you throw me. If you want to do Indiana Jones, we can. No, let's go Indiana Jones. I think uh, we, we we both went along to the pictures last week and saw that, um, and what an amazing film! Uh, it obviously reprises um, Indiana Jones or Harrison Ford in the you know in the previous. Uh, where are we going, Corinza? You've lost me. You've lost me. You did the first one. I did the second, and you were going to do the third. <laughs> well, we will do Indiana Jones. I'm just waiting for the trailer, Kimmy. So oh. um, so you know we've been we've got our pop tops pop tops. Chalk tops. We've got our popcorn. We're ready at the cinema. Let's have a listen to. It just took me a few minutes to get this trailer ready. Uh, to Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. In 213 BC, Archimedes sculpted the dial that could change the course of history. Please allow me to With this, we will have our victory. It's not yours. You stole it. Then you stole it. And then I stole it. Get back. We gotta get there first. I can't do that! You wanna stop for a little lie down? Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, rated PG-13, only in theaters June 30th. Tickets on sale now. It is indeed Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I finally got the trailer up and running. Now, um, who hasn't seen the Indiana Jones group of movies? Oh, my God. Well, this is really sad because it's the fifth and final uh, instalment in the Indiana Jones film series. I think it's about time he hung up his boots, don't you? But they could have passed the baton on. No, no one can do it but Harrison Ford. I'll come back to that. So, obviously, it stars Harrison Ford. Um, and some other key people now, um, new cast members, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, mm. who you might know as mm-hmm. Fleabag. Many of you remember as Fleabag also in uh, the writer, obviously, as well, of oh, one of my favourite shows, the star Sandra Oh, the, the assassin film. Oh, my goodness, I'm having a mind block. You know, Killing Eve. Thank you very much, Kim. Uh, <laughs> Antonio Banderas as well. Fabulous. Look, it's a fantastic um group of people now this is set in 1969 and it follows indiana jones indy and it's a strange goddaughter who's played by uh, helena shaw obviously played by phoebe waller bridge um as they're trying to locate a device that could change the course of history before jürgen voller a nazi turned nasa scientist can take it for himself and change the outcome of world war ii now what i loved about this film a tick box nostalgia Mm -hmm. nostalgia 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 um 
the film starts and I said to him, because we're watching this with the kids and I said how have they done this because at the beginning of the film it's Harrison Ford back um, towards the end of the Second World War, so it's re- we've mm, reran time a back very in the young 40s. looking oh, one. really young and it, and looking Harrison Ford, and it's not makeup. You can actually see that no, it actually not is makeup. him, just you know, going back and talking and and uh, you know, rescripting. Do you know how they did it? No, I don't know how they did it. It's oh, quite okay. I can tell you so how they did it. I'm watching it, and I'm as I'm watching it, I'm going, okay, is this like from the vault? Did they film this like 25 years ago when they were thinking about making no, the next re- no, indie no, no, movie? No, no, no. I read about this. I read about this. They had an artificial intelligence program that goes through every footage of every Lucas, George Lucas film um, and um, because he'd done a bunch of movies already with them because obviously Spielberg had done the, the previous ones but um, they did this this franchise together. They had all this footage uh, including film that wasn't even printed. Um, so uh, yeah, they had every uh, expression and whatever. So what you got is they you know basically typed all the, um, the script into this program um, and with his face and uh, and it came out uh, they put little dots on his face uh, to make the words fit um, and and it's fantastic it's just come out wow uh, th- all through AI it's incredible it's such a scary well thought, I was isn't it? yeah I was looking forward to seeing this film and I was surprised actually you know about going in to see it because it had lukewarm reviews from critics it's mm. been called a box office flop or a bomb it's only grossed apparently 172 and a half million dollars worldwide so far so I'm thinking oh crikey you know is this yeah. going to be a flop so I mean the plot line as I said it's set back in 1944 um, the Nazis capture Indiana Jones and an Oxford archaeologist Basil Shaw they're trying to obviously you know because the you know the at the time the Nazis were stealing lots and lots of treasures uh, they yeah. were trying to retrieve the lance of Longinus or something at a castle in the French Alps um, and this is where we meet the astrophysicist Jürgen Voller who um, is the baddie of mm-hmm. this film and he informs his superiors the that the, the lance is fake but he's found half of the Archimedes dial mm-hmm. um, which is an ancient antikytheria mechanism built by um, the mathematician uh, um, Archimedes that reveals fissures in time allowing for time travel to be possible and this is the start of the film and there's this please don't tell them where it ends i'm not saying where it ends it's this crazy action-packed scene on a train everything that you would imagine from indiana giants except Um, for the big ball well, that comes yeah, throughout the whole film. But, uh, you know, there's this big, huge scene and it's, uh, using the artificial, you know, intelligence. intelligence and I was watching this and going, I don't know how they, how have they done this because this is Harrison Ford in his 40s yeah. and he's yeah. not he's not and 40 he anymore. Fantastic. Yeah. So it's quite incredible. And then obviously we, fast you know, forward. fast forward and here it is. Now here's Harrison Ford as he actually is an old man and, you know, his, his character. So Indiana mm. Jones is um, about to retire. You know, he's become a professor at a university. He's teaching his class are bored they think he's boring and you know he's he's teaching and doing all of this stuff and um somebody pops up um in his class and starts to answer his questions and he's like who is this mysterious young woman and it turns out obviously to be the goddaughter of um the guy that he's at the start of the film with it's his goddaughter oh his goddaughter sorry so his indiana jones's goddaughter sorry the daughter of the um oxford yeah. archaeologist that yeah. he's starting the film One with of his best mates who had had died previously but also who had half of this special thing that causes time travel and then everything that you would expect in an indiana jones blockbuster so we go around the world we end up in the far east in tangiers there's the baddies that are chasing Mm -hmm. people there's caves Mm -hmm. there's spiders and snakes and Mm -hmm. all the monstrous things
things, you know, and it all builds up to a crescendo and, and the ending as to what will happen, you know. Will they find the second half? Is time travel possible? What happens? Will the baddie capture them? How many, you know, action-packed scenes are you going to see? So all of the nostalgia for me, Kim, sitting there, I was taken back to my kind of teenage years. The only thing that was missing for me was the ball, the giant chocolate orange yeah, that chased them through the cave. Right. Everything else you know was, I was as really I remembered it. With? I was so impressed with Harrison Ford's fitness. I mean, seriously, he did a lot of running and jumping and whatever. And look, I'm sure he had some doubles, but there were times when I was was just in, entrenched in, on watching him, and he did a lot of that himself. And uh, I, I read recently that he would uh, cycle forty miles per really? day, just to no, stay not, fit not for kilometers, this. miles. That's like. 80 plus yeah. kilometres a day, well, plus all the walking. It's interesting, isn't it? Because, I mean, with the, the mixed reviews, I kind of get the mixed reviews because I said to, yeah. like, you know, I said to my daughter afterwards, you know, what mm. do you think? And she goes, oh, a bit of a yawn fest. And I'm yeah. like, what planet are you on? Yeah. You know, to me, was this half was... And half. Oh, see, this was, for me, was filled with nostalgia. Yeah. You know, everything took me back to remembering how it felt as a kid. You know, back in the day when, you know, you would line up, like there was only one cinema in the town that I lived in because I lived in a rural town. They would line up all the way up the main street past the town clock to wait to go in and see these mm. films. And it wasn't the small theatres like we have today. There was only one screen and maybe the theatre held 2,000 people. Yeah. You think, wow, oh, this is the biggest thing in the world. So all mm. of your pocket money to go. So the nostalgia of that, because obviously the world today is really different, you don't have that anymore. You don't have those no. similar kind of cinematic experiences. Oh, absolutely. We did. There's kids yeah. like films like E.T. Jaws. That, yeah, that, yeah. That, you know, made... Rambo. Yeah, that, that took over, Rocky. you know. And, and the excitement. The yeah. excitement was, you know, waiting for this, the picture to, to arrive and to yeah. come. And then the A bit old, like Taylor Swift to the youngies now. That's right. Yeah. So, so in some ways it doesn't surprise me that it's had some mediocre reviews. I, I get how you know, younger generations may not get the kind of nostalgic nods. And there were so many mm. nostalgic nods in this film for me that makes this, you know, for anyone who's ever seen an indie film, take your kids to see it. They may not love it, but I think you will. <laughs> Sit back with your popcorn and, yeah. and, and just take yourself back, you know, to those memories of being a carefree kid. So for me, this yeah. is a four and a half star film for those reasons yeah look for me i um i'm only going to give it three and a half i thoroughly enjoyed it don't get me wrong but i just yeah it was just missing a little bit because for me indiana jones was right up there you know the sean connery going through petra all of those memories that i had uh the temple of doom especially um yeah it for me it just just look phoebe waller bridges was wonderful in it uh, I thought she was a great addition and very clever to, to actually include her actually because, you know, she has such wit and I think, you know, there, there is that that uh, element in this film. But And it was a really good film. I loved it but it's just it just lacked a little bit for me. It just didn't match what I expected on Indiana Jones. So I'm going to give it three and a half which is still a good score. It's a very good score. Here's my theory. Now this Disney CS, another Disney, you know, back in uh, 2016 that the future of the franchise with Harrison Ford was unknown but the fifth film would not be the final instalment in the franchise, right? So it's mm. really, really interesting. Um, he then reaffirmed his earlier comments that Ford's role as Indiana Jones would not be recast. I think the classic uh, casting of Phoebe Waller-Bridge is very smart and very clever. I mean, she's got a huge kind of cult following anyway, so she's very slick and very well, you, funny. You think that they might do a spin-off? Well, I think they had. Well, they, they've chosen not to do a prequel. They've cancelled a planned uh, Indiana Jones prequel series instead to focus on the Star Wars franchise. But I wonder if they were thinking. 
um, whether or not. And I think they had opportunities in that to pass the baton across to her. So I'm not. I'm going to call it here on Girls on Film. Mm. I'm not sure that we've heard the end of the Indiana she's Jones no Lara Croft. franchise. No, she's better. <laughs> funnier um, and uh, sneakier and, you know, an anti-hero because, I mean, she's a bit of a thief and, you know, she's things that perhaps are the opposite of Indy. Mm-hmm. So very interesting. Yeah, good analogy. Anyway, that's my thought. So four, what did I say? Four and a half? You said four and a half and, and I you said three, three and, and a half. half. I love the nostalgia. Well, we can't... Um, can't have the Indiana Jones movies without playing uh, Dr. Jones, remember by oh, Aqua. Uh, you are listening here to the Girls on Film here at Radio Caram. This is Aqua. Hi, I'm Dr. Floyd Gomes, uh, a.k.a. Atticus Health with Dr. Floyd, you might recall, and it's great to be here at Radio Caram. Don't worry about a thing, because Atticus Health will make you feel all right. Don't worry about a thing. Cause Atticus Health will make you feel alright If you got a tummy ache Or you don't feel right Or if you have a nasty rash Keeping you up at night Don't worry About a thing Don't worry Cause Atticus Health will make you feel alright there you go. Uh, Radio Caram sponsor there, Atticus Health. Talking about that, Kim, how's your itchy rash? You've been to see Dr. Floyd? No, but I did sing along uh, in the ad break to that song, that little tune. But yes, uh, no rash, thank God. Well, welcome back to the girls on film. The last movie of the day, Kimmy. You've been back out at the cinemas to see the unlikely pilgrimage of Harold Fry. Yes, it was a lovely film. You know me. I love the Brit films. I love getting along just to to some of these films. And I go on my own um, uh, to see these because no one will come with me. But I thoroughly, <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed this one. And uh, So back to the itchy rash. <laughs> let's listen to the trailer. Put your manners in, Corenza. Isn't that tough? Put your manners away. Peter. Peter. <laughs> Girls on film, let's have a listen. From Tweed. We don't. It's from Queenie Hennessy. She's in a hospice. Is that a letter? For a friend. She has cancer. My aunt had cancer. But you can't give up. It's about what's in here. And your aunt got better because you believe she could? She said it gave her hope. Could I leave a message for Queenie Hennessy? Tell her Harold Fry is on his way. I'll keep walking and she must keep living. Harold! I'm walking a long way, but I haven't quite got the hang of it yet. You stink. Where are you? I'm going to save Queenie Hennessy. Have you been drinking? The only time you walk is to get to the car. I need to do this, Maureen. Walk! to Berwick-upon-Tweed. It can only be about 500 miles. Have you seen the news? You're everywhere. Everyone's so nice. I have a spare room. You can stay the night. Thank you. I'm going to save Queenie, too. My husband, he needs to be stopped. I see. 
He's walking the length of England. He could cause an accident. What he's doing is beautiful. I wish you'd come home. You could do this too. Anyone can do what I'm doing. You just have to let go of the things you think you need. I've spent my life not doing anything. And now at last I am. Don't you get scared? Since I've been in the open, it seems it's best to be afraid of. Did you have a son? I'm afraid I failed my son very badly. You couldn't even say goodbye! You have to believe in him. I want to come home. Oh, my son. You're nearly there. 18 miles. That's nothing. Travel the length of England to save a woman from dying. Maybe it's what the world needs right now. A little less sense and a bit more faith. Yes, so the unlikely pilgrimage of Harry Fry and what a beautiful film it was and it resonated so much because I just couldn't stop thinking about it, you know, thinking about whether, you know, what I would do if I was, you know, in the same circumstances. Look, it's a film which uh, it has been adapted from uh, a book of the same name and this stars Jim Broadbent and Penelope Wilton as the major two stars. I love both of those British <gasps> actors. And did I hear in there, oh my word, I heard an accent from where I come from, my no. lover, down in that part of the world, isn't A it? little bit, not too close. It's Devon, not Cornwall. The south close. coast of Devon, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you picked up the pirate accent, didn't you? I did. Yeah, so what happens is Harold Fry, right, he's, he's, he um, gets this letter from uh, just out of the blue from a colleague who he worked with 20-something uh, yeah, Mowing the lawn or something? Yeah, he's just mowing the lawn out the front. He gets his letter, he goes to his letterbox, gets a letter from Queenie Hennessy, who is a, um, you know, an old uh, workmate um, and uh, he uh, she tells him that she's got cancer basically. So he writes he writes back to her and he thinks, oh, yeah, what am I going to say? So he writes back and then he goes to post it. Now he's just left his car, he's left his wallet, he's left everything behind basically or maybe not his wallet but he's left everything behind, his phone, that's for sure. And he goes off to the post uh, post box uh, wanting to post this letter. And something comes across him and he decides, oh, I'm, I'm not going to post this. So he keeps walking and, and he gets to the… Um, well, she lives in Berwick-on-Tweed, right, which is a really, really long way On the other way, side way. of England, that's right. So, um, yeah, I haven't got back, uh, haven't actually got to that bit yet. But he, he goes to a service station, he encounters a girl who basically says, look, you know, you can make a difference. And he goes, what do you mean I can make a difference? You can make a difference, give us some hope. So he, he just starts walking and he thinks, if I can keep walking, then maybe Queen he can keep living so he just starts walking and walking and walking and in fact over 87 days he covered 627 miles that's phenomenal exactly yes and and so it becomes a pilgrimage to save queenie now you know we're all thinking you know the worst you know why why is he leaving his wife behind played by wilton why why is he you know just taken off and and going to this woman look it all pans out and we find out all of these things along the way and and we heard in the trailer a little bit about his son we we don't even know whether the son's alive or dead you know through this film but across this journey 
we learn so much about his life and about their life and, and what they've endured. Uh, and bring your hankies, bring your hankies along to this one because I sobbed through it. And an actual fact, I well, sobbed. Actually, you sobbed. <laughs> you cried. Let's be honest. Come on, Kimmy. You cried in Indiana Jones. I cry in every film, Karen. Do you know that? At every ending, <laughs> I can't help myself. In Little Mermaid, yeah, the new guy, the new boy. I cry in all of them. Yes, I'm not. I'm not afraid to say that. You know, I'm a little bit. Uh, teary in films but uh this one is is a sobber and i cried all the way home i it just you know it, it impacted me that much it was beautiful such a beautiful beautiful film it was well directed it, the cinematography was incredible the acting was outstanding um produced just just uh amazingly uh yeah i, I can't give it enough stars um it was just well, I can really because I'm only going to give it four and a half. <laughs> so you could have given it five. Yeah, but you know, four four point seven five. I'm going to give it. Uh, <laughs> I know I've done that once before, and I know it, it's hard to add up. But it's a really it really is hard. Good You're challenging my maths, Kim. It's unfair. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's great. It's a great film, and Beautiful. I loved it. How, and you know, what are your thoughts? Yeah, look, I, as I said, they're great actors, both of them, Jim Broadbent and Penelope Wilton. Love them. Look, it's um, it's a quirky story, you know. It's a bit twee in places and at times, but it's a beautiful feel-good story and, you know, the, the journey of life. So highly recommend watching it. It's at in the cinemas right here, right now. You can still go and see it. So, uh, you know, you're well, right. Yeah, well, it covers death. It covers drink, alcohol, you it's know. It's all there. Uh, and families. Yeah. Family. The, the trauma. The life of being and, in a family and all yeah. the things that happen. So it may not be one to take the young kids to it's more no, of a grown-up that's right movie. It, is, it is but you've chosen the proclaimers Kimmy, well for this i song. would walk 500 miles i mean the score was pretty uh low-key on this and there was no lyrics or whatever so uh going through uh, my spotify playlist i figured that uh, i would walk 500 miles would was a really good um perfect good we'll, song. we'll be back with a roundup after this by the proclaimers and you're listening to the girls on film here at radio caram oi 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 IGA is shopping nights. IGA, where the price is right. Seaford North IGA for your groceries and liquor. IGA Express, there's nothing quicker. You are listening to the girls on film and Kimmy. It's time to round up our scores today. All right, Carenza. Well, coming in first uh, was none other than The Little Mermaid with a nine because we both gave it four and a half. The so. Little Mermaid, the newly remade version on at the cinema is still playing even now. Yeah, still at Village Hoyts and some independents as well. Which, Go check um, it out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's slowly panning off though. So if you want to see it, get in quickly. Otherwise, you'll have to wait till it comes to a streaming service. Uh, the next uh, coming in second was the unlikely pilgrimage of Harry. Oh, sorry, Harry Harold. Harold. Fry. Uh, I gave it four and point uh, seven five, and you gave it four, so a total of eight point seven five. So very close. And then Indiana Jones and the New Boy both came in at seven points apiece. So some fantastic movies to go out there and uh, start watching. Um, all playing at the, still at the cinemas now here uh, in Australia. So you have been listening to Kim and I with the girls on film this afternoon. We'll be back in a fortnight's time uh, with some very exciting things, including Kim's premiere of season two of Hunted Australia, Kimmy. I'm so excited. Can't wait. Can't Can't wait. wait. Can't wait either. So until next time, take care, stay safe, and we'll see you soon. Bye.